On May 9th, we published an episode in which we talked about the rise of Vivek Ramaswamy. Here we are three months later, and his rise continues, and it seems to be even stronger than ever. We're going to talk about two distinct performances. You can call them a performance because that's how good they were. One was a town hall appearance on Valuetainment with Patrick Bet David, in which Vivek Ramaswamy answered questions from the audience. He answered some tough questions from Patrick Bet David. And then we're going to talk about something even more compelling his appearance on the David Pakman show. If you're not familiar with David Pakman, David Pakman is a far left media commentator who's pretty sharp, he's pretty eloquent, and he's pretty good at delegitimizing the people who he's countering. He's pretty good at delegitimizing their arguments. We're going to talk about these two appearances by Vivek Ramaswamy and how he performed just expert level in both appearances and that's why i call them performances because that's how great they were and we're going to talk about what we see for vivek ramaswamy in the future and what will happen in the first republican primary debate later this month let's get into it yo this is hanging with apes an audio apes podcast real talk real topics no limits audio apes music with no boundaries What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news, and relevant subjects with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So, three months back, we talked about Vivek Ramaswamy. I would imagine that a lot of you heard from Vivek or heard about Vivek the first time from the show. And those of you that engage with me on Twitter, um, let me know on Twitter, uh, uh, Kill Cartoon uh, on Twitter, spelled out, Kill Cartoon, spelled out as it sounds. Well, is it X now? No, it's still Twitter, right? It's just the X logo. Kill Cartoon right. at X. No, <laughs> Kill Cartoon Twitter. But those of you that engage with me, I appreciate the engagement. I appreciate the support. And I also would like to know whether or not you had heard about Vivek prior to us talking about Vivek on the show. You uh, talked about Vivek. Before Vivek was Vivek. Yeah. W- yeah. We talked about Vivek, like Woke Inc. and all that stuff, but we, but the, like the rise. And what's crazy is in that show, I don't remember exactly everything we talked about there, but I do know that since then, his Twitter following has grown tremendously. 
in fact, thank you over to the guys at, at Valuetainment because during the town hall, one of the great things about Valuetainment, and this is like the, the perspective, the awesome perspective that you get from people that are in business. When the town hall starts, first off, it was badass. Uh, Vinny was like the, the MC, so he was in the crowd. And then he was like, he's like, man, it's going to be like, he was like so hyped. He, like, he reminded me of like, like Yayo when Yayo would like, <laughs> would, would, uh, 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 be, be fifth's hype man. Yeah. That, uh, that's what it reminded me. Uh, obviously he wasn't on stage with PBD, but he was in the crowd, but he's like, man, we got a great one today in this town hall. And then I remember because the way it was, fuck, I'm getting into all this stuff, but it's very exciting to me. So like I was cleaning at the time, right? And like you know how like on YouTube it just has that autoplay, yeah. like a video play, and then like another video play, and it's not a video you select; it just plays based off of like what the algorithm predicts you'd like or yeah. be into. So I put one video that I did select. The video ends, um, and then uh, I something else starts to to play, and then I see it's v- something from Valuetainment. I didn't know what it was exactly at the time. And don't worry about the numbers thing that I was talking about. I'm gonna get back to. I didn't forget oh, the yeah. point. I just, I just, I wanted to 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 preface the whole thing by saying this. Uh, so anyway, the it, it starts to play. I'm like, oh shit, a, a valuetainment video is. I wonder who they have on or what it is. And so I see Vinny, and he's in the crowd, and I'm like, okay, like you know, he's he's getting the crowd hyped up or whatever. So I I'm guessing this is gonna be one of the the stage. Uh, videos because you know sometimes they're like it like it's, they don't have the live audience they're just like at the desk yeah it's a podcast right and, but then there's like the Anthony Winder one where they're like there's like a live audience and like it's more on a stage and yeah. stuff so it was that setting the stage setting so Vinny's there I'm like okay it's gonna be a stage setting they usually have those for like bigger guests I noticed or yeah. like it's gonna be like a bigger show or more controversial what have you. So Vinny's in the audience. He's like, yeah, and like he he's hyping up uh, uh, PBD. He's like, yeah, my friend, successful entrepreneur Patrick Bed David. And today we're doing a town hall with. And then I was like, the, I'm like, shit, the town hall that he mentioned with Anthony Weiner. Yeah. I forgot about and, it. And he's like, he's like with Vivek Ramaswamy. I was like, damn. I was like, I'm definitely letting this play the whole thing through. Yeah. So Vivek comes out. So PBD. Uh, no, no. PBD comes out, and then he's the one that introduced Vivek Ramaswamy. He's the one that says Vivek Ramaswamy. But what's wild is he shows, like, as he's getting the crowd ready for Vivek, he talks about the Twitter numbers, and he says how since people, certain people have announced that they're running for president, Mike Pence's followers have actually gone down on Twitter since he announced. <laughs> so, like, that right there, like, because everybody else, even Chris Christie's fat ass, like, all of their numbers have gone up yeah. since announcing. The only one's numbers that they didn't post were Trump's because he's not on Twitter anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he still destroys all of them because he's not on there. And it's still, like, 80-some million or close to or whatever. Yeah. So, anyway, whatever. Uh, um. So he talks, uh, he's talking about the numbers. Like if everybody's numbers have gone down, have gone up and yours, the only one that numbers have gone down that you pretty much know you should get out of the race. Like that pretty much tells you right then and there you're wasting people's time. Yeah. Nobody's excited. So anyway, but Vivek out of everybody, Vivek's numbers have gone up 
just just guess give me a, like a percentage that you would guess i'm sure you're not even going to get close to it but give me a percentage of what you think his numbers have gone up since he's announced that he's running where was he at do you know where he was at uh i don't i don't know but just just maybe like doing what you know about polling and numbers like what would be like a a, a ballpark percentage that you would he's get? been everywhere man I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was up three four five million just based off no of, no no percentage like oh, just percentage? a percentage of numbers um at least 40 percent 30 percent 300 plus percent <laughs> 300 plus percent? Yeah. God. I think you weren't even getting close. I wasn't even close. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, he's been out here yeah. at least 50. 300 wow. plus percent. Like, just demolished every, everybody. Numbers-wise, he's not the highest numbers, but, like, from where he started to where he's at, like, he's going to, he's, he, yeah. I imagine he'll be hitting the million soon, yeah. but, but, but just, like, to, to multiply your followers by that much. Yeah, that means that you're doing a, it. That says a lot. That means you're grinding. Yeah, so so that's how they start off the the town hall. So like that just kind of gives you uh uh, uh a sense of, of what the town hall was. Like PBD starts it off like that, and then they get into they get into questions and stuff like that, and uh it gets it gets very interesting. Now, there there were moments where Patrick Bet David asked him certain questions, and um, I wouldn't say Vivek gave like a politician's answer, but but he gave an answer that you could tell that Patrick Bet David maybe wasn't satisfied with, and so he he sort of pushed, which was like which was kind of he pressed him, and which was good because. That shows you that, like, it's like, yeah, you know what? Like, we're cool. And you could tell that they get along and then you might even want to call them friends. But here in this capacity, I have a job to do and and people need to know who and what you are. Yeah. How wild is that? And what is happening in media when you have arguably... I mean, right now, like with him and DeSantis in the polling, it's neck and neck. I have no doubt in my mind that after the first debate, Vivek will 100% be ahead of DeSantis. But for now, to be safe, let's say the third, the 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 third place contender in the Republican primary. How wild is that? That media has changed and the landscape is so different, where that person is doing a town hall on valuetainment. Yeah, yeah. Like even from from right before Trump, if, if looking at media then and now, totally different. Yeah, that's 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 like a you wouldn't even believe it, really. Like, oh, some motherfuckers like started a podcast, and now it's more important to be on the podcast, and you have a lot more legitimacy if you're on this podcast than you are on if you go on Fox or CNN. That's crazy. That's that's nuts. It we've come a long way. We were talking about it in pre-production. Um, even when Tucker was interviewing Tristan uh, Tate, and he asked him, "Is how do you feel about like where society is going in America when it comes to like culture?" 
and like people pushing back and it, it Tristan seemed a lot more optimistic based off of really like stuff that has happened in the last five years which is Alex Jones being canceled and still being so relevant today because we we were we covered when Alex Jones got canceled. We knew the severity of the situation. With Jones, it wasn't just canceled. It was like completely deplatformed. Deplatformed. It, it was uh, yeah. him, Farrakhan, and Yiannopoulos all the same day. I remember we were in L.A. when that happened. Yeah. Matter of fact, yes. And yeah, way deplatforming is way like levels ahead of cance- cancellation. Deplatform Which is like let's the audience know this is the things we talk about when we're on vacation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I remember, and I and I'll man never, shit. I'll never forget because you you were this talking. Your, your man ain't like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying all this. You're talking. I'm No, but like you you came up all with this, like this this this, this uh, commentary while you're right. Talking. <laughs> It's like the the background uh, to like the hook. Yeah, <laughs> bitch, I'm about that action. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> bitch, your man ain't like me. <laughs> no, but like this I remember. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were we were at the hotel, and I remember because because uh, dude, I remember it was like some gay dude that was on the Joe Rogan show that day. And Joe Rogan, I think at the time, was based in L.A. So dude was in the same, like, hotel that we were in, in Hollywood. And so I remember we asked him, oh, hey, weren't you just uh, on the Joe Rogan earlier? On the Joe Rogan podcast? Like, yeah, yeah, you guys watched it? Dude, it was just funny because dude just had, like, a full suit on with, like, high heels. Yeah. I was like, what, what is this? But whatever, I, like, to each their own, if that's, that's what that dude's LA on. That's monster for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> LA monster. Yeah. And then and then we sat down for for breakfast. I think it was a brunch, one of the two. And um, we're talking. We're like, damn, that's wild. That he they got canceled, and they all got canceled. And you were like, the number one thing they should be talking about right now, both camps, is getting together. All three and, camps. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was Farrakhan, Farrakhan, and, uh, Alex Jones, and Yiannopoulos. In Yiannopoulos, like all of them do like a mass kind of like show where they all talk about how they feel about it. And like would have definitely been the biggest thing on the internet probably at that, that time. Year, yeah. yeah, at that time it would have been the biggest thing ever. And and um, and you fast forward to now, it's like, well, Elon Musk owns Twitter. Uh, Tucker Carlson is not on Fox and is now like basically went rogue, which is good. It's, it's a good thing. Um, all this pushback is actually showing. Uh, the Tates got. D platform canceled air quotations they're bigger than ever Trump is on his uh, 100th indictment bigger than ever like nothing works anymore for for the establishment this says a lot where we're at today in media and in the podcast world and in like just journalism we don't trust the mainstream media we understand you are just it, it, it's starting the vocal to, piece yeah it, it's starting to seem the like their only card they have to play is rigged elections yeah that's what it's starting to seem like it's like this 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 election better be like some good rigging because like that's that seems like that's all y'all have in that's, the tank yeah that that's all you have and we know you have it we know you're rigging elections um 
when you were showing me in pre-production David Pakman trying to minimize the whole rigging thing and election interference and Vivek Ramaswamy destroying that man and explaining why that was major election interference and and Vivek went the like the kind of scratching the surface quasi mainstream because Zuck the Cuck was on on Joe Rogan and talked about how how the feds came to Facebook and talked about they can't post the story the Hunter Biden laptop story this that and the third so that's like semi mainstream but the other shit that we know popped off that night that like people still can't really talk about there's still all of that shit too. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it's it's there. Like if if you're a person of rational thought, if you look at it from a logical, rational point, there is a lot of holes to what happened that night and what led to that night. And so we could see here, and we could be like, let the news say, oh, just to be clear, there is no election interference no mass election interference uh, like they keep saying that and everybody keeps saying that but nobody's actually doing doing the homework of course we know why right but we know and we know that's it if you know you know and we're not people that 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 are gonna sit there and say shit unsubstantiated no like we we study this stuff and so it's important that what you're saying uh, people understand it. Like right now, PVD is such a big platform. We weren't here before. This is all like years and years of of, of taking the bullshit, and then yeah. people actually taking it upon themselves to now starting starting to own and, and, and do and their I own thing. I feel like that's something in the culture that we've done a good job of documenting every step of the way. Because yeah. literally, we talked about Milo. Farrakhan, Alex Jones being the platform. We talked about that. And we talked about Trump being the platform, Andrew Tate, Kanye, all this stuff. And then now we're at a place where the platforming seems to not have any real effect. And it seems to, in some strange way, be making people more popular. And it seems like the mainstream media is dying. It seems like all the cool kids are playing on alternative media and places like Timcast, Valuetainment, Tucker on Twitter. It's like, yeah, like th- this is what the cool kids are talking about. Like not fucking MSNBC or CNN. It's it's uh, it's strange. It's a, a good strange, a good type yeah. of strange. Yeah, but... A necessary route to take because things were getting out of hand, and I and like we we've said like um, these mainstream media uh, types, they're in a way going to be the mouthpiece for the government. Yeah, and and like and that's a Republican or a Democratic, the elitist rather, and so the counterbalance to that is stuff like this, you know. I, I, I much respect like even though David Pakman is, is wild as fuck in some of the shit he says 
I'd rather watch that because at least I know it's going to be way less unfiltered than yeah. CNN and MSNBC. And and there's a level of authenticity to it. Like yeah. I believe, as, as much as as pious and as smug as that motherfucker is, I believe that he genuinely believes in the shit that comes out of his mouth. Same thing with Kyle Kalinsky. Yeah. Same thing with Sam Cedar. And damn, these motherfuckers, like, I wouldn't kick it with these dudes. I think these motherfuckers are 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 whack in, sen- in the sense of, like, their perspectives on things. But I think they are genuine. Yeah. And, like, come on, man. You, you got Ramaswamy on your show. Yeah. You're about that shit. Yeah, like, you invited him, I imagine. Yeah. I, I, I don't think Ramaswamy's people reached out to be on the David Pakman show. But Ramaswamy has been on Timcast. Ramaswamy has been on David Pakman. Ramaswamy's been on Valuetainment. Like, this dude will go wherever. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and what's, what's, what's crazy is, and I remember you and I had a phone conversation about this. And a lot of people, I feel like there's times that I say things and people, like, they respond to the things that I say with, like, Either they feel like the observation I'm making is a weird observation or they don't really like, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't register with them or whatever. They might feel like, oh, well, like, what is this guy saying? Like, it doesn't even mean anything or whatever. But I remember you and I had a phone call. I'm not saying you think this, but I'm just yeah. saying in general, there's times where I, I get that sentiment from people or, or uh, people kind of sort of give off that sentiment and I remember you and I had a phone conversation and I said there's something very interesting about how Trump basically will disparage and insult everybody else but not Ramaswamy and in the valuetainment thing uh, PBD asked if he if he knows if Trump has any PBD as Ramaswamy if he knows if Trump has any uh, nicknames or insults <coughs> or anything towards him and all Ramaswamy said he's I think the only nickname he has for me is Young Vivek which is like <laughs> yeah, that's not even it's not even Vivek. like that's not even like an insult the yeah. most you could the most Trump would be able to use with that is like well this dude is like I think he's too young to be president. And I, I think a, a many people might agree with that because he is the youngest guy to ever run for president. Yeah. So I think many people might agree with that. That says a lot, though, considering like Donnie T is the guy that literally has a name for everybody and has like a scope and perspective on everybody. Yeah. And the idea that like you have this great respect for this guy. It says a lot, and like for it for for PBD to actually bring that up, I was like, okay, this guy kind of sees things how I see it. Yeah, yeah, and he's not really in politics. Like until he ran, he wasn't in politics. He was observing the culture, the the, the politics of stuff in 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 his books, but he wasn't a politician. So so. Trump also kind of norm- normalized like being able to come as an outsider. Yeah. Because you're you're starting to see that more and off. And and those are the people that are actually a lot more interesting and have a lot more interesting things to say. Yeah. 
You know, because when when you're in the political realm, um, and th- this is not for everybody because not everybody's going to be like this, but you could be consumed by that the the world of that. You know what I mean? So so your mindset could be limited almost or limiting because oh you I've been in the world I've been in the world this is how the world works this is how the world works when Trump came it's like well no I'm coming in here but I, I'm I'm on my own shit and and that's the same vibe you're getting from Vic and and um, it's a healthy I think it's healthy because it speaks a lot more on what people are thinking yeah because people are not in, in, in politics they're voting but they're not in, in in there so when you come when you come in and you're looking at these are the politicians these are the people where's the disconnect here's the disconnect this is what needs to get fixed this is what the people want and then you start understanding okay well this is how the political world works but it's kind of like you're coming in ground floor as opposed to at the high table yeah type you know, oh, the high table has spoken. Well, if you work from there, you look at things differently. It almost reminds me of when people talk about chess. Like, if you don't learn chess at a super young age, there's certain levels that you can't get to from, from at an older age. Probably because when you're younger, your mind is a lot more open to, yeah. to intake different strategies and the possibilities. Yeah, as you as you get older, your mind becomes more rigid. To, to the world of what you've been exposed to and so that, that it, it's that's what that's why if, if you notice like the people in society and in culture that 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 are impacting things on a, on a on a super high magnitude it's like they have they have a child inside of them yeah the child in them is what makes them them you know like the stuff like the dumb shit that elon does like Sometimes he'll just post shit. It's like, you're being such a fucking kid. Or same thing with Kanye. Same thing. It's like, but you, you could just tell they're having fun. They're having fun and, and, and it's different. And so that's what's badass about um, a Trump and a Vivek is they're coming in from, from the outside. They're outsiders, really. Yeah. And so it's a different angle. And people appreciate that. And see, Vivek, he's going at it from a perspective that even Trump didn't come from because no one knew who Vivek was. Like, well, people probably knew him as the author and then knew him in in, in when it came to... Because to, didn't he have, like... Uh, he was in the stock market? Or, uh, he, or, he ran a pharmaceutical company. Oh, ran a pharmaceutical, uh, pharmaceutical company. So it's like, you're successful in your realms, but you're not... You weren't, like, a household name or, or a super rock star name. You're coming in hot. You're in the Breakfast Club. You're in CNN. You're in MS, MSNBC, Fox News, PBD, everywhere. And so this guy's really building himself at a super young age. My boy ain't sleeping. He's 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 Michael J. Foxing this shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For people that don't know the reference, it's like for people that are into movies, Michael J. Fox. He um, basically like with the time that made his career like when he was uh uh doing back to the future and what was the show he was on was it family ties i don't remember i remember he, he was played yeah yeah i believe it was family ties where he played the like he was like the young republican it was like like when like it was like republicans were the cool kids so like his 
what was so crazy about about that show is that in that show the parents if it is family ties i believe it was uh uh, are you looking that up? Yeah, I'm looking it up uh, right now. He, he, so his parents were hippies. They weren't hippies on the show, but they were hippies in their younger days. And he was like a young Reagan rocking Republican. Yeah. But back when it was cool, show? I'm looking it up, man. He's been on so many. It was in the 80s, right? Yeah, but did you put in Family Ties? No, I'm I'm looking through the whole IMDb, but Family Ties was back back in the day. Yeah, it was Family Ties, so it was yes. Yeah, uh, so it was. Uh, so he was he was uh, his parents were were hippies. He be and he's like the young Republican, and it was in '82, and so like that kind of showed like what it was like, like the culture was changing. And some people expect that to happen. You, well, you're kind of seeing it now. We're like that is weird. The, the, the cult, like the the cool kids, are like the Republicans, and like it's like the lames are like the lefties and shit. Like it's kind of like I could see, I could totally see a scenario in a school somewhere in the United States where like the bitches are into like the guy that's probably like anti-LGBTQ so like all the dudes that are like pro-LGBTQ like they're they're not attracted to yeah. that dude and the dude that's like maybe not like anti but like he's just kind of indifferent about it like that yeah. be the one you know what I'm saying yep. like you could see the tide is shifting so anyway going back to like why I originally started about Family Ties was Michael J. Fox basically made his career because he said it's a famous Hollywood story, really interesting and like badass about Michael J. Fox. During the filming of Back to the Future, most of that movie filmed at night. So he would film Family Ties during the day and then Back to the Future at night. And he said that basically he wasn't sleeping at all and like in that time frame of his life. But he remembers it as one of the greatest times of his life. Because we know Michael J. Fox. And forever, Michael J. Fox is no. Even Michael J. Fox is even referenced in the Flash movie. Like that's yeah. how much of a part Michael J. Fox is to the culture. Yeah. And we know that because that grind out time that he did in that that time frame, and basically that is what Vivek Ramaswamy is having himself right now. Yeah. It's like I'm everywhere. I'm going everywhere. I'm doing everything. Let's get busy. <coughs> there. See, it was. Bless funny. you. Thank you. There was even a joke that he talked about on on in the town hall because I guess somewhere in like in in the in the catacombs of Twitter, there's a, there's these this like shit circulating. That's just funny to me. Shit circulating <laughs> that like he has a clone because they're like, how could this dude be like on all these like, <laughs> stupid <laughs> great and, shit? And so he even like it was so badass. He even <laughs> he even joked about that. <laughs> He even joked about that there. Yeah. Like he was like, he's like, I don't have a clone. He's like, I know people on Twitter think I do. He's like, he's like, we're just everywhere. He's like, that's why I was a little late to this. Yeah. Because we're everywhere and it is what it is. That's badass. That's that's yeah. badass. Like that's yeah. rock star shit to me. And, and uh and then what was badass, real class act by by PVD at the end of the town hall. They bring him because I guess it was Vivek's birthday, so they bring him out a cake and like oh, and man. they have the they have the crowd like 
you could see you could see Patrick Bader. He's a classy dude. Like yeah. he they had the cr- they had the crowd like singing Happy Birthday to the yeah. beat. And you could tell that like he was so humbled by that. Like damn, like in all of this craziness, somebody took the time out to like remember my birthday. PVD reminds uh, or uh, pa- Patrick David. Well, it is PVD, isn't it? Um, he reminds you of like that old school gentleman. Yeah. Type like like. Your dad has that vibe. My yeah. dad has that vibe. It's like, like, just real gentlemanly. Like, it's hard to to find not, that nowadays. Yeah. yeah. So, you yeah. just like that about a person's character. That's yeah. badass that he did that. And so, remember when we uh, talked about uh, DeSantis and being backed by the Lincoln Project and us not feeling too comfortable, very apprehensive about some of the people that are backing DeSantis. Yeah. When we talked about that on a few episodes and what we said would it be it'd be the probably best to denounce those people. Yes. Because it doesn't it's not a good look. I mean like as far as I know DeSantis never did. He probably needs a lot of those people to run the campaign that he's running now. And I imagine a lot of those people are the ones that are influencing the whole campaign. Yeah. So something very interesting happened on the PBD at the, the, the Patrick Bet David, uh, value town hall, where the first, one of the first things that Vivek was asked about, which I thought it was a magnificent question from Patrick Bet David, Vivek was asked about being listed on the World Economic Forum, like um, like the who's who of the World Economic Forum. And what's crazy is that I didn't know this. He sued. He's like, you can look it up. It's public record. He's like, I sued the World Economic Forum because they invited me. I didn't want to go. They said they were going to list me. I said, I don't agree with your agenda. I don't want to be listed. And they still listed me anyway. He's like, now, there's other people that don't agree with them that are listed. They, he's no. like, they've listed, I, which is crazy to me. I don't understand why, but apparently they've listed Glenn Beck. Like, why would they list Glenn Beck? What the fuck? Or like, and also Elon Musk. He's like, so they have their reasonings for what they do. But he's like, I've taken the steps to sue them because... If I say I don't want to be on your list and I don't rock with you, I don't want to be on your list and I don't rock with you. Man shit. And exactly. What a complete stark difference between DeSantis, who's like, there's all these shady people in the background of his campaign. You're not saying anything about it. And and this dude, he comes out and he's like, like, listen, like, I understand this may make people not feel good about certain things. I've sued these people because not just for me, but to set a precedent that nobody should be listed on their list if they don't want to be, especially yeah. if, if they don't agree with with what they do and what they believe in. Yeah. And then he went on to explain to people what the World Economic Forum is. I know you know, I know, but for a lot of people that don't know, these are base, this is basically like the new era of the Bilderberg group. This is basically the new era of like the elites, the the movers and shakers of the world. A lot yeah. of people say that these are the people behind the 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 virus lockdowns, new world order. You own nothing and be happy. Like the people against the LGBT, the people that are 
are are uh, propagating the LGBT. Yeah. The conspiracy community. theories that somehow keep coming showing out to be true. True, yeah. yeah That's these what are these the motherfuckers ones. are. Exactly. The so, build back better. Build back better, exactly. So basically, Vivek was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna sue y'all. I don't want. I don't want to be on your list." That's what it is. And so I, I find that to be a very interesting and stark contrast between him and DeSantis in yeah. that regard, because it's one of those things that like. You have to disavow that shit. So you're not rocking with the World Economic Forum. That's fine. But like, so DeSantis, are you rocking with the McCain Republicans, the Cheney Republicans, the Bush Republicans, the Lincoln Project? Because you haven't said anything about them. Yeah. And you're starting to talk like them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. One thing I do know is... uh, when Trump goes against Biden, and uh, if Trump were to win, he would be stupid not to have a seat for Ramaswamy in the administration. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like he that has to. has to be a thing. Like this man is a beast. You need him on your team if you want to get shit done. Like so, so, um. I I just don't see a situation, and I only say that, and I don't say that to talk shit about Vivek in the sense of uh, that he won't win. But it's Trump is so far ahead. Yeah, yeah. When we, I, I, when we talk about Vivek, yeah. we're not talking in the sense that like we think yeah. he's gonna beat Trump. I don't see that. But what we're talking about is like what what we were presented with at the beginning of this primary season was. On the Republican side, Trump and DeSantis. Yeah. That's what we were presented with. That's a and far to cry. the people who know what's up, it was basically anti-establishment versus we don't know. We don't know what DeSantis is. Is he establishment? Is he anti-establishment? He's done things that are anti-establishment, but that's as a governor. We don't know. That's yeah. basically like what we were presented with. And for all intents and purposes, DeSantis appeared to be the future of the Republican Party. And that all has changed. That all has changed in the best way and in a good way. And now it's not looking like it's even Trump versus DeSantis. It's it's starting to look more so like it's going to be the thing that that the the interesting thing prim- in the primary season is going to be the Vic versus DeSantis. Yeah. That's what it looks like. That's that's going to be the interesting matchup right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And for all we know that could be the battle for the future of the Republican Party. That exactly, yeah. right there. Which and, is crazy why Trump calls him young Vic. Is that is that why? Yeah. You know, and so so what we're doing when we talk about Ramos is like we're looking years ahead and we're breaking shit down the way you'll find nowhere else. You won't find another podcast that's breaking shit down like this. You won't find this on the mainstream media. This is what you'll find here and only here is like that right there is is that the battle for the future of the Republican Party? Because I'll tell you, one is looking like very good and the other is I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
very very obscure and very like well is this going to be politics as usual elitism as usual will look good for the camera lights but really it's going to be what it always was and so that's what's so interesting about Ramaswamy is uh, if you have a seat in in the administration in Trump's administration Trump becomes president uh that bodes well for you for your future but even if you don't let's just say you don't but you did so well against DeSantis and Trump wins Trump is a one term president yeah so all bets are off going into the and you've done so much groundwork like the best groundwork of any Republican not named Trump leading into 2024 where like now you have a lot to work with that you didn't have a lot to work with before yeah like everybody knows you, Charlemagne the God knows who the fuck you are yeah like that's how that's how crazy of a run you've had the last few months yeah and so it's important to pay attention to that because it's like you said I remember I was like, damn, Ramaswamy entered. I let you know. He's like, he's going to change the Republican Party for the better. And here we are talking about Ramaswamy. Everyone is excited about Ramaswamy. I mean, if people weren't excited, David Pagman wouldn't have Ramaswamy on. No. Unless he was like, wow, this guy is Because I guarantee you're not going to see Asa Hutchinson on David Pakman. You're not going to see Mike Pence, Nikki Haley. You're not going to see any of these motherfuckers on. Because nobody cares. Yeah. But people are taking a liking to this guy, whether it's a like, oh, I like him or I t- strongly disagree, but he's someone to be reckoned with. Like, we need to see what he's about. And so the people are taking him serious because he's taking himself the most serious out of everybody else. And so he, re- he, he deserves that respect. Now, something that he said that I thought was so icy on, on the, in the town hall... Probably the iciest thing that he said in the town hall is he basically said this like was sort of like him having like a like a boastful Kanye moment, but without doing it in in a Kanye fashion. It reminded (laughs) me almost of like when when Ben Shapiro gets gets egotistical but like Ben Shapiro, he's smug, but he's not like super egotistical. But like when you get him to that place where like you feel like he feels like he has to be, he'll get greasy with you. Yeah. Like the the time on Bill Maher where where he went, uh, I forgot what that guy's name was, but like it was oh, basically yeah, the yeah, day, yeah. and he was like, yeah, I, I'll I'll sleep comfortably on my bed of money tonight. Like remember yeah. what he said, yep. and I thought it was icy because it was like, dude, you're just you're 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 layer you're leveling all these ad hominem attacks that have because what oh dude was like oh yeah he's like. People like 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 your show, like basically delegitimizing the guy. Yeah, and some that had nothing to do with the debate at hand. It was like sort of ad hominem, and Ben Shapiro guy was like, "Yeah, well, I'll." He's like, "You're fine. I'm fine with your opinion. I'll sleep comfortably on my bed made of money tonight." Yeah. Like that's some Kanye yeah, shit. Yeah, like, like like fuck you, dude. Like you know what I'm saying? Same. He had uh, uh, Ramaswamy had a moment not quite like that, but similar, and I dug it where he basically said if he becomes the Republican nominee, 
He's like, I know I will not be going against Biden. They would not let him go against me. Just yeah. the stark difference in intellect. Like oh, they're like, there's just there. He's like, he's like, and so, but they he 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 that was really like the caveat to a much bigger point that he was trying to make, and the much big bigger point he was trying to make was. They wouldn't let him go against me, obviously, like for obvious reasons, like like this dude is like an intellectual powerhouse and well, Biden is Biden. No. He's like, but that brings up a very important point. He's like, we need to stop criticizing Biden because Biden's a puppet. He's like, he's like, it's the people that run by. And it's true. And you and I talk like this all the time. We've known basically, we, in fact, a lot of times when we refer to Biden and the new administration, we refer to it as his handlers. Yeah. We don't even refer to it as Biden himself because the reality is we know he's not in charge. Yeah. And that was, to me, the iciest thing is for him to frame that. Like, number one, they're not going to let this motherfucker go against me, dog. Like, just peep game. Like, that shit is not happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, they'll, if I become the nominee, it'll he'll drop out. It, he's like, I'm, I know I'm not going against Biden. Basically, yeah. he said that. Like G shit. Yeah. Like, you're you're being straight up. Like Yeah. He's like, so, and so then he's like, he's like, it's probably going to be Newsom. But like, the, the idea that like, you're so forward thinking and like, so certain. He's like, he's like, it's probably going to be Newsom. I don't know. But like, he's like, whoever it is, it is what it like. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, yeah. Like, like, Th that type of boastfulness is like very admirable because yeah. it's like, damn, this motherfucker's like, this is like when Jordan was boastful. Yeah. It's like, God, he just flew in the air, yeah. slam dunked it, and then it got real boastful. It's different. It hits different when, when you know the level of the person saying it. Yeah. And so basically, yeah. like that's what he said. He's like, he's like, it's not going to be Biden. So he's like, it's probably going to be Newsom. Like, who knows? But let's stop criticizing Biden because it's his handlers. Like, we got to understand that there's like a whole administration that is responsible for these things. He's like, he's like really criticizing Biden. He's like, it's boring already because you know he's not in charge. Yeah. And like, that's like a great framework, I think, to like give to your supporters is like we're the constituency that knows that we're going against the elites and the powers that be it's not one person yeah. and i think that's like a great constituency to have like let's know that like we're going against something bigger than like one person and, and, and you are yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent a hundred percent so i that should like the rise continues. Yeah. The rise continues. Now, before we close out the episode, you mentioned uh, when he was on uh, 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 the David Pakman show, which plenty of times David Pakman tried to delegitimize Vivek. It did not work. No. Plenty of times he tried to frame questions in a way that were minimizing. It did not work. And David Pakman, he's sharp, he's eloquent, he does play the semantics game, and none of it worked, none of his tactics work. And he asked, he framed this question to Vivek about, he, he framed it as a sanity test. He framed the question of whether or not there was any question or any doubt that 
Trump lost the 2020 election. And if you notice, you're getting a lot of media, you see a more from the mainstream media, but you're getting that a lot from the left is like that's and I think you're going to see that a lot. You're going to see that a whole lot on the campaign stage on the in on the debate stage. That that framing of is there any question about the 2020 election? Yeah, bitch, there is. There's a whole lot of questions, but like how how you said he he kind of went like the the quasi mainstream route and he still bodied David Pakman, but he but, but he pretty much talked about when Zuckta Cook talked about how the feds put pressure on Facebook not, not to basically so to basically suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story. Yep. And so there to answer Dave Pakman's question, yes, there is a question about the legitimacy of the and the integrity of the 2020 election. I believe between now and the first debate could be the biggest mic drop in the Republican primary season because before this episode, Laura Loomer posted a clip from an NBC, it could be NBC or MSNBC interview that's going to air supposedly tonight with DeSantis. DeSantis is asked the same question his career might be done because he says, yes, Donald Trump lost. He says, yes, Donald Trump lost. Biden is the president. So like, what a stark, another stark difference yeah. right there. Like, he, you, I don't know if this is but maybe he's trying to sabotage his own campaign because you saying that. Yeah. Like you didn't even try to politic your way out of that shit. Like, like. Like even Vivek, you could have did the Vivek route. Like okay, like I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go full Crowder and say huh. that like this shit was stolen. But I, what I will say, what I will say is that we do know that Zuck the Cuck said that there was suppression. And I keep calling this motherfucker Zuck the Cuck. <laughs> By Zuck the Cuck, he means Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But but uh, <laughs> wait, he is a you can look at him, he's a cuck. Yeah. But uh, but. That's the route he went, and like you really like that's really like like the, a safe. It's it's a very safe way to get out of that, you know. If you don't want to go full, that's like shit a lazy. That I believe, yeah, you know, that's a lazy shut the fuck up answer. Like I just want to play it safe right now. It ain't time to play it safe, bro. You're running for president. You better get real, but good, but, real but fast. To, but to say a hundred percent. Yeah, Trump lost. Yeah, no, you can't. It's just not like all bad. Yeah, you remember this seventy-five, almost seventy-five million people voted for this dude. Yeah, not only that, but that that could be actually. Let me play the clip because low wars are lost just on uh, losing a little bit of ground. Laura Loomer, she might fuck around and be Trump's uh, press secretary. Right, <laughs> you know, because she's been getting super busy on Biden. Let me find it though. Just had it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Must watch. Ron DeSantis and his wife sat down for an interview with NBC's 
Dana Burns. Oh, Dasha Burns. The interview is set to air today, which she posted this 11 hours ago. During the interview, Burns asked Ron DeSantis, did Donald Trump lose the 2020 election? Ron DeSantis said, of course he lost. Joe Biden is the president. Here we go. Play the clip. Yes or no, did Donald Trump lose the... Hold on. Play the clip. Oh, boy. We're having technical difficulties. Lose the 2020 election. Whoever puts their hand on the Bible on January 20th every four years uh, is the winner. Okay, but respectfully... You did not clearly answer that question. And if you can't give a yes or no because on whether or not Trump lost, then how of can... Course, no, of, of course he lost. Uh, Trump lost the 2020 election. Of course. Okay. Uh, Joe Biden's the president. Yes or no, did Donald Trump lose the 2020... Bad. Of course he lost. Of course he lost. Lazy, 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 lazy. You could have even said... He lost, but there are a whole lot of questions. Anything. You could have did anything to not sound so establishment. I think that was bad. That I think that could, between that and what I think Vivek is going to do in the debate, I think that could be the end of DeSantis' campaign. Um, I don't know. Answering the way he answered, it, either he was really caught off guard, which I don't know how you would be caught off guard for a question like that, that gets asked every single fucking time. Right. And like, who are your people that are letting you get caught off guard? Like, if you if your people are letting you get caught off guard by a question like that, you need to fire everybody yeah. and divorce your wife. Because even your wife should be like, you know, they're yeah. going to ask you this. So, um, either he was caught off guard or... I don't know. Maybe he's trying to sabotage himself. Maybe he. Maybe he's like, yeah, this is this shit is looking real bad. I need to pull out of this now. I don't know, but that was bad. That was real bad. Yeah. Um, stark difference. Ramaswamy answered how it was supposed to be answered at bare minimum, even if he didn't go into detail with the other discrepancies in the last election, which there are many. But at bare minimum, you said. Something that was actually super, super, super important, which was the Hunter Biden laptop, and how wild it Huge. was that they were suppressed. Even, he even cited yeah. a survey of a bunch of people that said that it would have changed the way they voted. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I guess, like, what's crazy is, like, so you and I are so embedded in this shit that to us, it was like, because I remember saying, how didn't people know? Because we knew about it, remember? Yeah. It was just, we knew it was being suppressed, but we we did what we needed to do to get our hands on that story. Yeah. But I guess when you care about this shit at the level that we do, you can't expect other people to care about it at that level. But it's like, man, you I don't know. I, I, I don't think there are that many more important things than like the country you live in and the direction it's going. There are more important things, but like, that many more important things than you know but i bet motherfuckers know like who the bears quarterback was at the time or you know shit like that whatever but now people are finding out about it and motherfuckers in the survey said that they would have voted different had they known yeah not only that but this is the thing it goes back to what we were talking about when it comes to joe biden it's like to an extent yeah 
Joe Biden is trash, but Joe Biden is not running the country. Right. And there are certain people that, like, their capacity in knowing about politics is like, Joe Biden, everything is expensive since he's been president. He's trash. And that's it. There's no levels to the, well, who's running the the administration? Why is this happening? It's just like, Joe Biden sucks. And... um. That's rather lazy because that's when you when you're that type of a person, you're not gonna know about the Hunter Biden till now, the, right. the laptop. You're not gonna know about the primaries and what what's being said and who are the candidates. There's a lot of people probably don't know who Ramaswamy is at work. Like you go to work, it's like oh Ramaswamy, who's that? And you start talking about them and then they do their research, but it's like not everybody knows. Right. Because they don't do the due diligence, and that's the difference. And so when we say what we say about election interference or it looks shady, that's because we we take the time to look at the polls. We take the time to look at... We does this. Yeah, exactly. And so because we do our homework, we know. We know there was a lot of weird shit going on. And so um, at bare minimum... Bare minimum, DeSantis should have been like, there was a lot of discrepancies. Anomalies, discrepancies, yes. inconsistencies. Yeah. So, is Trump the president currently? Yeah. He is not. But Joe Biden's path to get there is shrouded in darkness. Boom. Like, yeah. just even And if it around, happened to him, what makes you think it won't happen to me? Boom. That scares people too on their candidate. Right. Even even that is like better than of course, of course. Yep. Well yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think that could be the nail in his coffin. And yeah, I it's not looking good for dude. Do they have a date for the next de- or for the uh, first yeah, debate? Yeah, the twenty third, I wanna say. This of, month. Of this month. Damn. I can't wait. Yeah. We'll definitely be covering it. Absolutely. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, you can go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.